0: What is up, you guys? Welcome to another episode of The Prog Pod, the podcast all about progress, letting young people know that you do have a purpose and that progress is possible for you in your life. Today, I'm excited. This episode is going to be a little bit different. I'm here with Elise Mackley, uh, who is a student at BYU. And she started the Instagram account, BYU Sex Talks. So as you can tell, (laughs) it's already going to be uh, juicy. But I just want to let you know right at the beginning of this episode, if you're sensitive to talking about um, sex and things relating to sexual abuse or uh, situations, situations of assault, um, we will be discussing that just a little bit today. But the main perspective that we're going to take on that topic is how to be safe, how to prevent um, those unfair events from taking place, if we can do anything about it. And also how to uh, just have a healthy relationship with sex and be educated enough that we know how to take care of ourselves. We know how to respect other people and their boundaries. We know the importance of consent. Uh, Elise is kind of an expert, expert in all of these mm-hmm. things, and she's sharing her knowledge. So I'm excited for each of you to learn about that today. Uh, it's going uh, to be super informative, and it shouldn't be anything to worry about, but I just wanted to let you know that right off the bat. And now I'm going to turn it over to Elise to let us know just a little bit more about BYU Sex Talks why she chose that name, and what this is all about for her.
1: All right. Oh, my gosh. Okay, I'm so excited to be here. Thank you so much for asking me. And I just want to say right up front to anybody that is happening upon this podcast episode mm-hmm. and is like, I don't know if that applies to me. It does. Mm-hmm. I think when we look at this topic, and I know I did the same thing. We look at sexual assault and we're like, hmm that's never going to happen to me doesn't apply but obviously we all care about progress and all of us are going to experience times when our boundaries are crossed even if it's not sexual boundaries like boundaries and consent are a part of our day-to-day life no matter who you are um, in sexual and other ways and so whoever is listening I'm glad you're here and stick around because this is needed
0: Absolutely. Yeah. Thank you.
1: Yeah. Um as far as BYU sex talks goes, <laughs> I'll give you a It's a, a good little name bit. by the way.
0: Really Thank really you. grabbed my attention. <laughs> Thank you.
1: <laughs> what can I say? That's inspired. <laughs> um yeah, as far as like who I am and why I made that, yeah. I'll just give a little background. Um it's a really recent creation, so now it's really Hopping on this. <laughs> it's your and...
0: debut podcast episode on this topic. <laughs> yeah, huh? for real.
1: Yeah. <laughs> I'm so pumped. Um, but I made this social media page because I felt like my progress wasn't being supported in the mm-hmm. ways that I needed it. And the only person that knew how to meet my needs and create a resource for myself was me. Wow. Yeah. hmm. Kind of sad, kind of happy, you know,
0: <laughs> absolutely,
1: but um, i had I've been at b y u this is my fourth year here, mm-hmm. um and during those four years I experienced some hard things that you can probably guess what mm-hmm. um that really hindered my progress, and um as much as people tried around me, they just they just didn't know um how to meet my needs in the ways that I needed it or as fast as I needed it and I know that there are also a lot of people including probably your listeners Mm who um, who also don't know the things that I needed to know when I started at BYU to keep me safe to keep me happy to keep me progressing yes and so that's why I created it
0: and thank you so much for doing that I want to congratulate you Um, like you mentioned it is a, a difficult thing it's hard to talk about it's hard to heal from uh, but something that I notice across many of the guests that I interview is that typically a story about greatness, a story about service, a story about progress and growth, it starts with something unfair. Mm. It starts with some kind of injustice or yeah. tragedy or something hard happening in somebody's life. And when that happens, we'd be totally justified to, uh, to feel hurt and to feel sad And you you can feel all of those things. In fact, that's part of the grieving process. Mm -hmm. But another part of that process that is essential for turning it into something that's productive and helpful for other people is having compassion. Mm -hmm. And that's something you've already been able to do is recognizing that even though you went through a difficult thing and you're still healing from that, a part of your journey can be sharing the things that you're learning along the way and helping other people so that either they don't even have to go through the same hardship that you have, or maybe um, if they already have, you're able to let them know that they're not alone and kind of give them a hand to get up out of that, that hold it, that it can cause. So thank you for doing that.
1: Yeah. Do you mind if I say something? Please. Yeah. Okay. I know you didn't ask a question, but but I was thinking about this as you were talking, Mm -hmm. um, just to give space to those people who have experienced Mm -hmm. sexual assault. Um, it really changed how I viewed progress. Mm -hmm. Um, as you were talking, I was thinking, you're totally right. Like, a lot of really amazing things come out of pain and yes. injustice. And I know for me, and I'm sure there are people that can relate, for someone who's been sexually assaulted, your, your control of your situation was taken away from mm-hmm. you, right? And, and it's, it's kind of this crazy thing that like something so small and so short-lived could have such a huge impact on your life. Yeah, and such a long impact on your life Um, and for a long time I didn't start this account because I didn't ever want to give credit to the people that had hurt me Mm. I didn't want them to get the credit for my healing for my growth for my success Yeah, and so yeah I don't know I guess I just wanted to say that to like to bring to light some of the things that people who have been sexually assaulted um struggle yeah. with they when might it comes experience. To progress yeah yeah
0: absolutely that is in a way it's you finally taking control of yeah. your progress again
1: yeah
0: and I can see why you wouldn't want to show it because that that almost like validates to them that they could hurt you
1: right like oh something good out of, came out of this and so yeah. it's okay yeah yeah, yeah. wow I'm glad
0: I'm glad the way that you're sharing it Um, so let's dive right in a lot of my my listeners are very young um, and they might not even have the first clue about they they might have been Mm. through the maturation program last week or I don't I don't know what the situation is (laughs) Um, but what what are some things that each of us can do and each of us need to know so that we can be safe when we're dating and when we're uh, starting to engage in activities that maybe not maybe they aren't having sex yet but they're around sex and they're starting to uh, have these type of questions?
1: Yeah, great question. Okay, I want to focus on two things. Mm -hmm. Number one, even if you're not having sex, sexual assault could be something as simple as someone touching your leg without you wanting them to. Yeah, I think a lot of the times, especially when we look at media, that narrative gets lost because Mm -hmm. we think, oh, sexual assault is rape by someone in a dark alley, someone mm-hmm. that you don't know, it's violent, it's aggressive, when in fact that's like the minority of that's the extreme. Assaults. That's
0: the worst again, yes. yeah.
1: Even outside, I don't know if your audience is an LDS audience, but even outside of that culture, in the mm-hmm. real world, well, in the whole world. Maybe not the real world. Here <laughs> <You're> at BYU. <laughs> <laughs> um Yeah, like that type of sexual assault is mm-hmm. the minority and in fact like other things like someone kissing you without you wanting them to or, mm. or coerced consent or you know, those things are more common. Yes. Um The second thing I wanna say is um okay, shoot, remind me what the question You're
0: is. totally good. What are what are some of the first things that we need to learn uh when we're dating
1: to oh, make sure Oh yeah, 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 yeah. Okay, okay. Okay. So what I wanted to say is mm-hmm. our generation is a lot different than other generations because yeah. we're meeting a lot of strangers. Yeah. If you think about it, we meet a lot of people from dating apps
2: mm-hmm.
1: or um, just the way that we date is just way different yeah. than any other generation, especially like COVID things. Like, you know, it's 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 very
0: different. So I didn't different. even think about that aspect that you brought in, which is the phone. I mean, that's a whole nother area where we need to be educated and protected oh, around yeah. sex. Oh, yeah. It's important as well.
1: Yeah. A whole other beast. <laughs> yes. <laughs> um, But yeah, so just to speak to that... um. Sometimes we think we know someone because we saw their profile mm-hmm. or because we've been texting them for a little bit. Right. But the reality is we're just meeting a lot of strangers. Mm-hmm. And so it means that where we meet them and the type of activity that we're doing when we meet them in person matters a lot more. Yeah. Um, even somebody that you've met once at another event, like the activity that you do when you meet up again alone is really important. hmm and so that whether that's it's the most in public or whether mm-hmm. okay and just like I mean I I talk about this a little bit on my Instagram page but like mm. if you're watching a movie mm, if you're hammocking like if you're going to a lookout point whatever
2: yeah
1: Um, or just like hanging out at someone's house those are all types of activities no shame they're fun right not super safe for a first date mm-hmm. you know because you just don't know this person and it's just a lot easier to touch each other and for Mm -hmm. things to happen. Um, Yeah, so there's so many things we could get into, like sharing your location with people or always being in a public place or making sure that you save the messages, like Mm -hmm. you don't talk on Snapchat, that there's a record of your messages. There's so many things for safe dating. But I would just say the most important thing to remember is really think about where you want to meet this person and the activity that you're doing Mm -hmm. and that you talk about what what their intentions are and you can do that in a really chill easy cute way you don't have to be like tell me your intentions right (laughs) okay but you just gotta get an idea of like what they're wanting out of this sure
0: yeah I, i i definitely can see that especially at the start being very important and not all of these things are rocket science a lot of them are I don't want to say common sense, but they're not too complex that you can't figure them out. It's just that as, as long as you're careful, as long as you think about it and you're intentional in the choices that you make, um, that can have a huge effect on your safety. And also the education aspect, which I'm glad to dive into a little bit more today. Uh, so the first question that I have uh, about the education, and it's kind of a, maybe a buzzword in today's society, but I actually I think it's so important. In the, in the application you filled out to be on this podcast that helps me, like, write the questions and stuff, I had consent in there twice. I didn't even notice that until I looked through, mm-hmm. um, like, thinking about this with this context. Mm-hmm. It's just so important to make sure that, uh, that we're both on the same page. So could you explain to us what exactly is consent? What constitutes consent? What does it mean? And why is it so important?
1: Such a good question. Okay. Yeah, you're right. Consent is totally a buzzword. Yeah um it's used a lot when we talk about um sexual intimacy Mm -hmm. but the cool thing that i've learned is that consent really does apply in day-to-day life like consent is literally just checking in with the other person Mm -hmm. what they want and having the ability to choose what you want and communicate that to someone else um so yeah really just like communication and mutual respect yeah. Um a really, really easy way to remember what consent is in sexual intimacy is FRIES. Mm-hmm. Have you heard of this acronym? Ben? Yeah, I like this post on your okay, on your yes. Instagram. I know wasn't it, so fun? <laughs> yeah, it was, yeah. <laughs> okay. Um I'll share it with your listeners real quick. But mm-hmm. FRIES stands for freely given, informed, enthusiastic. Oh, I missed the R. Uh, Freely the re- given, the, the R is reversible. actually, that one's new
0: to me. I didn't really think about it, but the R is oh, yeah. important because, well, actually, I'll save that. I'll dive into okay, that okay, next. Okay. Keep going. I'll sorry. share it real fast. Freely
1: <laughs> given, reversible. Yes. I gotta make sure I know how to spell fries. Oh my god! <laughs> Informed, um, enthusiastic, and specific. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But go ahead with your reversible. Thought.
0: I, I just, reversible wasn't always something that, that came to my mind. Um, maybe you want to break down each one of those just a little bit further, but reversible means that just because someone's chosen something, I love how you said the ability to choose. Somebody has been free to choose and they selected to do one activity in the past doesn't mean that they're going to be comfortable with that automatically yeah. in the future. Yeah. And so being able to uh, consistently and constantly have that conversation, kind of that that um, that weave in and out of deciding what, each individual is comfortable with and making progress along Mm -hmm. uh, your relationship there's going to be things that I'm comfortable with on a third day that I'm just not comfortable with on the first day and that's why it's important that that we talk about it
1: yeah yeah I think um that that one reversible it's really cool to think about because if you just literally think about yourself for a second you know that you don't want the same things every single day yeah Sometimes you're in the mood for fries. Sometimes you're not. <laughs> <laughs> I see what you did there. <laughs> <What>? <laughs> you know, like mm-hmm. sometimes you're just tired and you don't want to kiss this person. Other yeah. times you're like, heck yeah, let's do it.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: Even if you like the person. Yeah. You know, and so I I just love consent because it really just like it admits to like we admit to ourselves how human we are, mm. and we it gives us the the ability to be that way to to change our minds or you know to feel differently one day and and it just I mean it just encourages so much respect for the other person and communication yeah. which are like the biggest things absolutely in relationships, yes you know? that's where it all starts yeah
0: so how can we be sure that someone else is on the same page with us you kind of Uh, reference this a little bit that it doesn't have to be a super rigid like clunky awkward conversation how do we make sure that we're communicating and and checking to be sure uh, just within the context of a regular romantic interaction or whatever the situation might be
1: yeah um okay I love talking about this because mm-hmm. a lot of people are afraid of consent. They're like, oh my gosh, that's so awkward. I can't ask I if I'm going to kiss
0: that. her. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um.
1: <laughs> or or even a lot of girls I talk to, they're like, um, no, that's weird. Like, mm-hmm. don't do that. Which hurts my heart a little bit because yeah. I think it um, just opens up more space to for people to yeah. hurt other people. But Well, it's so much better like, than the
0: alternative, which is just going without
1: knowing. Oh, yeah. Yeah. So... But what I will say is, if you think consent is awkward, the problem is not consent, it's that you're awkward.
2: Wow. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Um, it's so, not me, it's you. That's, <laughs> there we go. <laughs>
1: like, consent is not the problem. In yeah. fact, consent can be hot. It can be sexy. Sure. Um, For example, like, you can ask someone, <clears throat> like, can I kiss you? And that's hot, mm-hmm. depending on how you do it, right? Or you can tell someone, hey, I want to do X, Y, Z to you, blah, blah, blah. Hot, right? Also, people checking in, mm-hmm. you know, like, hey, like, how does this feel? Like, are you are you doing good, you know? Yeah. um,
0: Because of what it signifies.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: It signifies that respect, that it's oh, not yeah. just... That this person you're in a relationship with is not just an object to you, yeah. but that you're actually willing to be in partnership with them and decide mm-hmm. together.
1: Mm-hmm. So. And anybody knows that, like, having someone who wants to please you, mm-hmm. like, ooh, you know? <laughs> yes. Wow. Yeah, I like, can see that. And so whatever way you need to express that, um, you know, it's a turn-on. Like, someone that that is is there like hey like i i want to be connected Mm -hmm. to you i want to do this with you to you whatever (laughs) i like with better i don't like to (laughs) (laughs) i guess it depends what situation you're asking for consent sure but the point is Mm -hmm. consent can be so attractive um yeah it's just a matter of figuring out how to do it like what's comfortable for you
0: and practicing it's kind of like uh before you shut the door, so that this room is nice and quiet for our interview, we kind of joked about the yeah. fact that, like, you ask before you yeah. shut the door. And I think yeah. that's, that's something that can be really powerful. It doesn't, ha- if it's only in your, your romantic relationships that you think about consent, and at home with your little brother, you don't, you don't ask to give him a hug, you don't ask to, you know, whatever it might be. I think the more that you incorporate it into your daily life, the less awkward it can become oh, because absolutely. you'll become more skilled at just monitoring yeah. and caring what the people around you want now they're feeling
1: and i love that you bring that up because consent is we actually use it all the time yeah and it's really 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 important every Mm. single day of our lives um like we like for example just asking someone hey like can i share this with you can i talk to you about this yeah you're asking them hey do you have the mental emotional capacity to listen to me right Mm. now is it okay that i'm sharing this with Mm. you you know something like that or or even just, like, kissing a baby. Mm-hmm. Like, think about how often we kiss or hug little babies that can't say no to us. Mm-hmm. I remember watching my little baby cousin. Um, He's very much like, don't touch me. Yeah. <laughs> you know, he he's the youngest out of, like, his five siblings. And and he's touched a lot sure. all the time, right? Like, people that just come up mm-hmm. to him, hug him, kiss him. And he's gotten really, really... Um, I don't know, like adamant about being like, no, yeah. like I don't want that, because that's what he has to do to defend his exactly his desires. It's been reinforced you know? to him
0: that like he doesn't get to choose, and that's
1: exactly okay. you know. And so I don't know. That just that experience helped me realize like, whoa, yeah. How often do we do things where we don't ask people if they're okay with it, right? Or we don't listen to them.
0: And think about how big of a favor that does for you as well. Uh, with my mental health background, uh, I've learned a lot about QPR which is just, do you know it? Okay. The method of like, of communicating with somebody when you're worried that they might be struggling with their Mm -hmm. mental health. So it's question, Mm -hmm. persuade, refer. I go over this in other episodes. Maybe we'll, we'll have to do more about it, but essentially one of the first things that you want to do to set the ground for that conversation is ask if this is even the appropriate place and time and person to be having the conversation with Mm -hmm. and selecting uh, the peer that you're going to entrust with the way that you're feeling is super important because if they're not willing, then they're not going to do a very good job, quite frankly. They're not going to listen to you. They're not going to help yeah. you feel validated. Yeah. They're not going to connect you with the resources that you need. Yeah. So I, that's an aspect of consent that I didn't yeah. even really think about. No, it's it's, not, totally it's not just about what they want. It's about
1: yeah. the cooperation. You're telling so. them, hey, I, I want you to be 100% with me right now. Can yeah. you do that? Mm-hmm. You know, It's just as much about you as it is about them. Mm-hmm
0: absolutely and in, in that context if they say no it's a huge favor for both of you and I, I think even
1: yeah.
0: when we apply it to the romantic context if somebody says no if somebody says they're not comfortable with something that really can save a lot of pain not only for the person who avoided the situation but nobody wants to be like swerved when they go in for a kiss and nobody wants yeah. it just makes it
1: yeah.
0: it's smoother it's easier yeah. I, I, nobody
1: wants to be uncomfortable it
0: seems less awkward even after hearing you talk about it than like what I was thinking before Does consent in your, uh, from your perspective need to always be verbal? And when we have, um, when we've asked for consent and gained consent over a certain activity with a certain person, how often do we need to be checking back in to make sure that that is still in place, that they're still comfortable?
1: Yeah. Super good questions. Um, verbal, that question is a little hard. Mm -hmm. Because we're really, really used to reading cues yeah. and body language. We
0: think we're great at it.
1: We think we're really good <laughs> at it. Most yeah. of the time we're not. Mm-hmm. Um, especially if somebody is uncomfortable, especially girls. Um, you know, you could be with someone that's a people pleaser. Yeah. Someone that's just going along with it so that you'll, you'll be satisfied and stop. Mm-hmm. Or Someone to make that, you feel comfortable. To make you feel good. Yeah, yeah. exactly. Sorry
0: like, I keep interrupting you. No, 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 you're You keep right. on giving me you're like so many good <laughs> thoughts. Yeah, so many yeah. things I didn't recognize before. Yeah. Sorry, continue.
1: Or or somebody that's been hurt before mm-hmm. and, and is freezing up. Yeah. Um, somebody that doesn't know how to say no. Mm-hmm. Somebody that's a little shocked that you're doing this and they don't know how to react. You know, like there's so many reasons why people could go along with something even when they don't want to right Right. and so that's when mm, not getting verbal consent is really tricky yeah um you just can't trust your ability to read somebody's body language
0: absolutely yeah um Uh, maybe with a with a committed relationship boyfriend or girlfriend yeah yeah, maybe even if you're married uh, you'd set a different standard but still not on your own I still think it's a conversation with that person you you ask your wife if you have to yeah. ask to hold her hand. Yeah. And if she says no, well, then you have a, a mutual agreement. That's almost consent, but it's applied over a longer period of time rather than just a certain,
1: mm-hmm. like yeah. a
0: single interaction that we have.
1: Yeah. So I'm glad you brought that up because obviously relationships and marriages are going to be a mm-hmm. little bit different than somebody you just meet once. Yes. Right? Yeah. You know them way better. You've talked about these things before. Right. Um, Is it still good to check in and ask for consent mm-hmm. sometimes? Yes. Yeah. You know, if you think about it, you come home late from work, um, you're tired. You want your spouse to be like, hey, is this a good time or is it not? Mm-hmm. You know? Yeah. Um, do you have to ask every single time in a relationship or a marriage? I would say no, but you do have to sometimes. Yes. You can't just drop it and assume that you know them. You know what they want. There's nothing more to learn about their desires. Their desires won't change. Things like that.
0: Yeah. Um, Again, we're human. It's ever exactly. evolving.
1: Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah even people's bodies go through stages <laughs> you know what I mean yes like, yeah there's it's just, progress it's yeah. part of the beautiful process um, yeah. yeah but um, what was I gonna say
0: oh asking consent every time and it should it be verbal
1: oh oh yeah 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 so in partnerships and marriages mm-hmm. a really good conversation to have is like hey normally does this mean you want this normally? Mm-hmm. Does this mean you're not going to be in the mood? Mm-hmm. Then you can you can have a little foundation to work off of, so that yeah. you don't have to ask every single time, because mm-hmm. you know that it's a little tiring yes. in a relationship, right?
0: And then you've clarified the the nonverbal communication that's yeah taking place. Yeah, and
1: it's really good to ask your partners about that. Like, mm-hmm. does this mean what I actually think it means? Yeah. You know? Yeah. Um, and then just just remembering that, like. It's not going to be the case one hundred percent of the time, mm-hmm. maybe the majority of the time, yeah, but not one hundred percent and mm-hmm. and in relationships and marriages, you like having consent and boundaries is just leaving it open for communication, like to learn more about your partner and mm-hmm. to figure out what they want what they mm-hmm. don't
0: want absolutely i i'm I'm really excited about this episode because I believe there are young people watching right now or listening right now who didn't even know that they had the power to choose, Mm. that they had the power to set a boundary to make sure they can sense a part of their relationships and now they're so empowered by that that new belief. So for someone who has had their boundaries crossed in the past and they didn't know how to defend themselves, it's not their fault at all, they just didn't have the tools that they were sharing with them today. How can they make a change moving forward Uh, and kind of this relates to the reversible, aspect of consent so that they have a new standard of how they want to be treated in their life
1: Mm. good question (laughs) (laughs) um I will just say like you guys are in the part of your lives and so am I I'm not a teenager but (laughs) (laughs) um we're in this part of our lives where we're figuring out what our boundaries are and how to keep them and it's such a process. It's crazy. Yeah.
0: Yeah.
1: Um, and sometimes they change. Mm-hmm. Um, but it's so valuable to understand yourself, and and what boundaries you do want to set. You know, for people going through that transition to college, like leaving family, um, you're learning all of these new boundaries. Yeah. Things that you want to say yes to, things that you don't like, what you like, what you don't like just these new relationships um that yeah i mean you are used to whatever you grew up with and then mm-hmm. it totally changes so if a boundary has been crossed okay the question was if a boundary has been crossed like what's a good way to communicate that it's been crossed
0: yes yeah and to maybe if 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 you've given consent before and then mm-hmm. something happens and you recognize that you didn't feel comfortable with that actually even though you said yeah, it was okay yeah. how do you communicate now that there's a new standard
1: okay 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 first thing i will say you actually have to talk about it yeah um a lot of the times i don't know how true this is for guys maybe mm-hmm. you can tell me what you think i know you're <laughs> only one guy but sure. um especially for girls mm-hmm. we think oh if we if we say something or or do something they're going to just get the hint Like they're going to understand they won't. I think one thing that I've learned with this, you just can't assume what other people are thinking and feeling. Mm -hmm. Um, and so if your boundary has been crossed, you have to bring it up. If you're going to expect anything to change.
0: Yeah. I concur 100%. And from my perspective, um, not, not to put anybody in a gender role or a box that they don't want to fit in. But usually I'm the one that asks girls out on dates when I want to go on a date.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: And usually I'm the one that, uh, I don't know, it's, it's, it's mind-opening to me to recognize that even though I'm trying to keep my own intentions pure and I'm trying to uh, make sure that whoever I'm with is comfortable and, and make sure to show her respect, when I'm equipped with the tools of consent, I make sure that I never accidentally hurt somebody. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I know that sexual assault is something that that good people don't do. Sexual assault is wrong, and it's easy to tell uh, when you're... Yeah. It, like with the extreme examples that we talked about, it's easy to tell that when you're raping somebody, that that's something that's wrong. But
2: yeah.
0: when we go back to the root, to the origin of these kind of behaviors, and recognize that grabbing somebody's hand without even communicating about whether it's cool to hold hands or not, that is moving in the direction that we don't want to... I saw a reaction in you when, you, when I said mm, that people yeah. who, um, who do sexual assault are...
1: You said good people don't yeah. sexually assault.
0: That was a pretty convicting statement, <laughs> wasn't it? I don't so know. I just, it's
1: just something I don't agree with.
0: Yeah. Um, Let's explore that. Maybe I'm wrong. I think... <laughs> let me. Will you allow me the chance to reword that?
1: Yeah, go ahead. Go ahead.
0: I can't relate with somebody who would... Do a violent act of sexual assault. Yeah. But I recognize that if I do something seemingly smaller without consent,
1: Mm.
0: I'm almost in the same boat with them.
1: Oh, okay. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. So I
0: know that there are good men and good boys, uh, or I'm not even going to narrow it down that much. There are good people out there Mm. who want to make progress in a relationship,
2: Mm
0: -hmm. and consent is actually important in doing that. Even if you have good intentions.
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah.
0: Does that, does right, that make yeah, more... Yeah, yeah. I think that's more correct. Yeah. Does that make more sense? Yeah, I
1: love that you worried <laughs> with that. That helps me understand yes. a lot more. Yes, yeah.
0: Because yeah. not everybody who... Um, consent isn't just for bad people, I guess is what I'm, oh, what I'm saying. Yeah. Yeah. Even if you already know that you're not trying to make somebody feel uncomfortable, consent is really important. Yeah.
1: Consent is important for everyone. Yeah. Um, yeah, and I love that you brought... That you were kind of talking about that because... Um, <laughs> Yeah, like good people do. Sexually assault other people. Yeah. Good people do make mistakes. Good people do bad things on purpose. And but oftentimes. Don't understand what they're doing. You know. Yeah.
0: Oftentimes, I think it's because of a lack of education. Oh. And 100%. that's why this is so important. That's yeah. why this is this yeah. is groundbreaking to me because, um, yeah, for for the same reasons that we that we already talked about, it yeah. it allows us to make sure that we. Protect ourselves with healthy boundaries and healthy communication, and it also allows us to make sure that we 're not hurting other people, mm-hmm. even without meaning mm-hmm. to
1: yeah, no, I love that you say that because we we've been talking about like when people um, don't use consent with us or when people break our boundaries, but it's really, really good to talk about how we we do the same thing to other people. Mm-hmm. Maybe we can't, we can't imagine ourselves ever like hurting someone. Yeah. Super bad, but we we all hurt people. Like we mm-hmm. all have have not asked for consent. We all have broken people's boundaries, and so um, it's it's really important that we <laughs> reflect on yes. that too.
0: I'm glad you gave me grace when I was wrong. Thank you. Hey, listen. I mean, people listening to this. Ask. You gotta ask. Yeah.
1: Gotta ask to understand other people. Mm-hmm.
0: People listening to this, I think that this is a wonderful um, reference point because the way that Elise communicated that boundary, maybe maybe not a boundary, but the way that she communicated, the way she felt about something that I said that was wrong and kind of outed a whole entire group of people and said that if you make a mistake, you're a bad person, that's essentially what I said the first time because I wasn't communicating very clearly. The way that you communicated to me and gave me a second chance to... Say something that's more true. Thank you for doing that. That's a that's an example of respect, communication, consent. Just like we're talking about.
1: Look at us go. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> the
0: next question that I'm I'm curious, um, for your your perspective on, is beside, besides consent, um, I think we've established why that's so important. What else is necessary in a relationship, for you to feel respected, or for people to, uh, have a mutual bond of respect.
1: Mm-hmm good question
0: I'm glad you're thinking about it because even the conversation with ourselves is important mm-hmm. if you never ask yourself what you need or what is comfortable for you then then you won't know and you won't be able to communicate it
1: yeah yeah uh, I feel like there's so much I could say um, mm-hmm. but a few things that come to mind that I guess like I've learned throughout all of this (laughs) um, is that a respect in a partnership looks like continually wanting to know that other person Mm -hmm. and continually wanting to know yourself. Wow. Because in a partnership... You're recognizing that this this other person is someone that is is constantly changing, right?
2: Mm-hmm.
1: And and in order to have the most respect for them mm-hmm. that you can, it's also really important that you have self respect.
2: Yeah.
1: And and that relates so well to boundaries, um, just like being two independent people in a united partnership um but yeah (laughs) that was beautiful thank you i think like self-respect actually has taught me so much about how to respect other people Mm -hmm. and you know for your listeners that that believe in god or christ like Mm -hmm. You know, it goes back to that, that verse in the Bible that's like, love other people like you love yourself. Yeah. You know, I think the way that you respect other people teaches you how to respect yourself and vice versa.
0: Yeah, absolutely. 100% concur with that. That's really powerful. I just want to, I want to sit with that. I love, I love Mm. the way that feels true. You know what I mean? Especially in a long-term relationship, I think... The beauty of it is that you're never done discovering more about the other person and the mm-hmm. beauty of their soul yes. and you're never done discovering about your own as well yeah. and as you both change your interactions with each other will change too um, so, so it's never-ending that, that's yeah. the journey of progress is is really coming to know yourself and optimize on every single aspect of that even though we we make mistakes even though we go through really, really difficult things like you have along the way, um, there's, there's hope to continue to grow through through that. I have, two, I have two more questions and I'm very interested in both of them, mm-hmm. but I'm just going to pose them kind of at the same time and I'll let you choose. Maybe, maybe there's a connection between them that. that I don't see. Yeah, you can Letting me choose. Share, share what you would like. Or there's unlimited options, by the way. You can choose whatever you want to talk about. But the two questions I'm curious about, how can someone entering the dating world, um, if they're not even worried about somebody else's... Here, I'll say it this way, kind of on the theme of starting at home, of loving yourself and showing respect to yourself, how do you make sure that your healthy desires towards sex, towards touching, towards those things are kept within... Your standards whether that be religious for a lot of my listeners or people here at BYU uh, if you want to keep the Lord's law that means you're not gonna have sex until you're married Um, but you might have your own personal rules about what you want to do with another person and it's not even it's not even to the point where you're ready to ask for consent from them because you know yourself that you don't want to do it so how do you essentially stick to your own standards around sex and bridle your passions Um, And then also, what is the essential difference between the two big topics that I think we're tackling today, which is lust and love? Mm. For me, I think everything in a relationship, when I'm trying to decide what the right move is, I kind of try to trace it back to the root. And the root is almost always either lust, kind of a selfish desire. I want this. Let me take this. Let me get that. uh, Versus love, which is let me give. How can I support? How can I help them thrive? How can we thrive together? Um, what, what would you like to share about that? <laughs> oh
1: my gosh. That's a lot, huh? <laughs> <laughs> so much, but it's all so good. Um, okay, to start with the first question, mm-hmm. I would say if you are somebody who, who wants to keep certain standards um, about sexual intimacy or mm-hmm. physical intimacy, Another word for standards is boundaries. Yes. (laughs) Yeah. And we've kind of like, we've mentioned this word a little bit, Mm -hmm. but um, standards are amazing. Mm -hmm. They're also not personal. Yeah. And so I think it's super important to make them personal, Mm -hmm. Um, to really ask yourself, what do I feel about these why am i doing this why am i not doing this um to imagine like okay like if i'm in this situation what am i going to do um in the lds church specifically we've got these wonderful standards Mm -hmm. you know think about them what you want everyone has different opinions well it's the
0: the scripture i i correct me if i'm wrong i'm trying to follow what you're saying here Mm. the scriptures don't say that uh if somebody touches my leg that's wrong but I still might feel uncomfortable with that. Oh, yeah. Or you take that on the flip side. If you want to go kiss a lot and your mom doesn't want you to, it's actually eventually still going to end up being about your boundary and not just what other people mm-hmm. place upon you. Yeah,
1: yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. Um, I think the most important thing that I realized is that I could have an idea of what I want, but when it really comes down to it, like in the situation, yeah, I have to know how to actually stick with that. Yes. Um, either when my body wants something else or when the other person wants something mm-hmm. else.
0: Yeah, it's boundaries both ways. Not just what other people want from you, but there might be a part of me that wants to do something that I've already decided.
1: Absolutely. That
0: I'm not going to do. Mm-hmm. Yeah.
1: Yeah. Yeah. So I guess to answer that question, just... Becoming really familiar with what boundaries are and how to keep them. Yes. I have yeah. a really good book recommendation that absolutely changed my life, but I think it's just something that um we we don't really learn about mm-hmm. boundaries and how to keep them as well as we should, you yeah. know, especially within the church. Like there's a lot of people that just like um, you know. Don't don't have boundaries it. Well, yeah, it's
0: easier to go with just status quo, yeah, but that's not that's not who we are as human. we're unique, yeah, so do you mind sharing the book? What's the name of the book?
1: It's literally called boundaries okay <laughs> there you go all right um yeah i'll share i'll sh- I'll share the author with you okay. later because I forgot There's okay two absolutely. of them it's like Dr. Henry Cloud and somebody else, or yeah something.
0: yeah, maybe I'll tag it in like the description of this episode you totally or something should. um is there anything that you wanted to share with us on that topic or? Distinction between love and lust, mm. and why that's so important
1: yeah um. hmm. I guess i i mean i I don't know I don't know what your listeners need to hear, and I don't know why you're asking the question but <laughs> one thing <laughs> that has been so important for me to learn mm-hmm. is that. Love and lust are not black and white. Mm-hmm. In fact, a lot of the times you have both of those within the same person. Yeah. Um. Same thing with sexual assault. Like, that's why your comment about good people mm-hmm. don't sexually assault, I kind of gave you a look. Yes. Because I was like, not true. Yeah, your we experience
0: have, taught you something that I just oh, yeah. didn't know before. Yeah.
1: yeah. We have this idea of like, oh... People that do that are just bad people,
0: mm-hmm.
1: and yeah, maybe what they're doing isn't right, but they're good people, so I guess what I'm saying is like you can have someone that that cares about you and loves you and also um is doing things uh that are kind of more lustful, you know what I mean, yeah, um so. That doesn't exactly answer your question, but food for thought.
0: <laughs> Definitely some valuable insights in there anyway. Thank you. Thank you for that. And least I want to give you gratitude for your courage. Uh, from the things you've shared, especially your, your most recent comment, uh, I can tell that you are really in a place of deep forgiveness. And that's something that's hard to do. And it doesn't mean that you're saying it's okay. It doesn't mean that you're going to change your boundary. It doesn't mean that the perpetrator is justified in that, but it means that you have an understanding of where your power is and your responsibility in a way to make sure that you are informed about boundaries, about consent, and that you know yourself and you have that self-love, that self-respect to continue to honor yourself and, and build what relationships always really should be about, which for me, uh, maybe you have a different perspective, but it's about connection. It's about progress together. And it's about, I mean, sex and intimacy has a, a beautiful place in that. It's one of the, in my opinion, one of the greatest gifts that God has given us. None of us would be here without it. <laughs> um, it's it's very Somebody important. Raise your hand if you're exactly. Super- <laughs> yes. Exactly. Yeah. So that's awesome. And I, I wish for you nothing but the beauty that will continue to stem from that that progress Thank that you're you. making. Yeah. That's Especially so as you're sharing that journey. I mean, already for me, um, I kind of thought I knew what I needed to know about sex. And BYU Sex Talks has oh, yeah. been teaching me new things. Oh yeah, that fries. I, I like <laughs> recite that to myself when I'm oh, my trying to make sure something is okay. So
1: yeah, we all think yeah. we know everything. Exactly. We need to yes. <laughs> until we don't.
0: Thank you very much. And the the last the last question that I have for you, since we're on the the prog pod and we're talking about progress, um, is when was the first time that you recognized from your own experience that progress is possible?
1: Mm. So it was when I was my most broken. <laughs> and I don't know. I'm sure that other people on your podcast have said something similar. But it was when I was heartbroken that I first realized that progress was possible after that. When I was so mentally, emotionally just hurt. Yeah. Um, you know, it took me back a little and I had to... I had to figure out how to... How to keep living. But then I did. Mm -hmm. And then I got broken again. (laughs) Over and over. Um, And... And being able to... Survive through that. I mean, survive... I... Don't love that word. But... Mm -hmm. But to get through that. And... Not only that, but then... To learn more about myself. um, To do incredible things (laughs) Mm -hmm. even just those days when like I just was like living and taking care of myself and feeding myself you know what I mean? Mm -hmm. that's what showed me that progress is possible Um, and then doing this Instagram just feels like just like rising up out of that you know and that shows me again that not only is progress possible, but, but thriving and, mm-hmm. I don't know, like being empowered, you know?
0: Yes, absolutely.
1: <laughs> yeah, so it was being broken that yeah. showed me that progress was possible.
0: Thank you so much. Yeah, that, that's so powerful, uh, particularly for people who might be feeling that way as they listen to this right now. I think that your story and the way that you're turning something hard and, and unfair into something that's so good and so, so much of a blessing to so many is it's proof. It's proof that progress is possible. That's what it's all about. Yeah. So thank you for sharing that with us today. And thank, thank each of you for listening and following along. Make sure you go and follow BYU Sex Talks. Yeah. <laughs>
2: Thanks.